It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. We're going to have a jam-packed show uh, today. Lots to talk about. High school hockey playoffs. Uh, The girls' basketball district start next week. And uh, we'll go over a little bit of the, uh, the thumb. Uh, we'll talk a lot about Sandusky girls basketball because Mike Gallagher is going to join us on the program uh, today. And Brady, what else you got? Uh, I saw PHN St. Clair girls basketball. I was off last night, and tonight I have Cross Lex Armada, which is an important game. Yes, because we'll talk about all of that and just some things that the Cross Lex seniors what they're going to do is going to be something that's just ridiculous. And I feel like we could do it for another 20 years and we won't see a group that goes through that has the records they do. Yeah. Uh, And we'll start out, though, with the uh, hockey playoff games that I've seen and talk about a couple that are coming up. And it's all on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast today. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. 
Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and Mike Gallagher joins us uh, today. I know you weren't at the hockey game right. on uh, Wednesday, but uh, Thumb Legion opened up our playoff coverage for high school hockey against Stony Creek. Um, and I, I guess what I'm going to say about this game is if Legion's got all their guys, they probably win this game. But they're missing a 30-goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Caleb Lentner w- w- wasn't uh, involved in the game, and they ended up losing 3-1 to one to Stony Creek. And it was just because they they didn't have their finisher there and there were chances to finish that he would have gotten right. had he been involved uh, in, in the hockey. They had two long five-on-threes in that game where they really didn't get a, a, a sniff uh, they, they at also it. also got up early, right? They were up one nothing. Yeah, the, the, they got the first goal of the game, and it was uh, – it was one of those weird plays. I'd seen Legion play this year a couple of times, yeah. but it was early in the season when they came up to McMoran Arena, played Port Huron. Um, and so, you know, it's the first period. And if you've ever been at Suburban Ice Arena, you're in one corner and the far end of the ice, you're guessing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So Vanderclip came up over the blue line, but he's facing me. So I can't see his number. And, like, as he crossed the blue line, I see, oh, 20. And I glanced down to go Vanderclip. Yeah. And he was just taking the shot. And when I looked up, the puck is dribbling over the goal line. So I'm thinking, okay, his shot went in. Apparently, though, 
Brady Franzel either tipped it or like got a rebound or it yeah. ended up being a pass to him because they announced him for the goal. Okay. So it's like one of those moments like, oh, okay, I, I guess uh, Franzel touched it in front, and that's how it got yeah. fooled the goalie and got in. Yeah. Um, but that was their only goal of the game, uh, and they they just like they didn't have the go-to guy that, that I think they lean on. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, 30 goals, 45 points in a 25-game season. Yep. That's a guy you lean on. Right, and he makes the guys around him better players. Mm-hmm. Um, so just not having that, I think Stony Creek is not that good of a team. Um, I don't think Thumb Legion beats Romeo. Right. And I don't think Stony Creek's going to beat Romeo. Um, but I think Thumb Legion could have beaten Stony Creek, but they were just missing their bomber. I think the the fact that, you know, we're, we're even talking about the Legion, you know, the fact that you say, yeah, the Legion definitely should have won that game just goes to show how far this program has come where, you know, you're in year four and you're expecting to win playoff games now. I mean, the first the first three years of the program – uh, you know, they, they always played tough in the playoffs, but I think the last two years they played Marysville, and those those are tough draws. And, you know, there was never a year where it's like, okay, yeah, they're, they're going to win this one. And, I mean, th- this is this was the year. You know, they, they, they're finally in that position where they're a team that, you know, needs to be taken seriously. And it, it's so tough for them with, uh, with being a co-op. You know, you, you have to take on the enrollment of all the schools that you have. So they're playing what division two? Yeah, yeah. They're not a division two hockey even team. Even in hockey, like because it's only the bigger schools that have it. Division two is usually the cutoff is like Marysville is supposed to be a division three school, right? And they're opting up, right? Because they're that. I think division two is over a thousand is right. the cutoff. But yep. yeah, like you said, being a co-op and you're fighting an uphill battle when you're pulling from what? How many different schools can? playing it like nine mm-hmm. something like that and and most years you know they're right on the line of division one division two this year they didn't have bad x or lakers or any of the huron county teams uh so th- you know it's 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 extremely tough i'd love to see you know what they would do in like division three or division four but the way their schedule's set up they're playing a lot of these higher end schools a lot of these bigger schools anyway so i mean it's not like you know they're playing all Division Four teams, and then they get into the playoffs, and they got to play Division Two. I mean, they they've been doing it all season, so I mean, they they definitely can hang with the Division Two teams. And now, you know, we're at the point where we're expecting them to to beat those teams. Yeah, you know, it was they're up one to nothing. Uh, Stony Creek got a goal about five minutes into the second to tie it at one, but everything was okay. And Thumb Legion got a five-on-three. They had a minute eight, five-on-three, and they really didn't threaten. And at the end of it, they turn the puck over, mm-hmm. and they give up a shorthanded goal. Like yep. Just as the first penalty is expiring, Kid scores a shorthanded goal, and that ended up being the game winner. And then they gave up a goal with 42 seconds left in the, the second. And, and once they got down two goals, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Right, and that, that's exactly what happened on Saturday when they played Tawas. They gave up a shorthanded goal, and, you know, Tawas got up three. It, it ended up being a 6-2 to two game, but realistically, you know, Tawas got a goal with, I want to say, 
less than 10 seconds left. I mean, it, it just got to the point where, you know, they were a little bit defeated. You know, it, it's, it's hard to come back from three goals. And, uh, you know, especially in a playoff situation like that where you don't have that guy, you know, in, Lent, in Caleb Lentner. Yeah, and again, if, if Caleb Lentner plays, I think Legion wins this game right. five to two. Right. Yeah, I, I really do. Well, and it, it wasn't just Lettner. Uh, you know, looking through the score sheet, you know, they had a few other kids missing as well, which, um, you know, as good as Lettner is, they have a lot of nice pieces around him as well. They have, you know, they have uh, some experience on the team. This year, you know, was kind of going to be a rebuilding year for this team because they had so many young kids, so many freshmen, so many sophomores. Uh, I believe they had six seniors on the team, maybe five or six seniors. But, you know, really, they, they exceeded expectations. It's, it, it was kind of like uh, with the Detroit Lions this year. You know, everybody thought they were going to go 0-17, and then they win three games. They have a bunch of close games, and everyone's like, oh, well, why didn't they win more? You know, Dan Campbell should have won more games. That's kind of how the Legion was like. They might have sputtered out at the end of the year, and we're like, well, you know, why didn't they win that playoff game? Why didn't they beat Tawas on Saturday? But realistically, this is the greatest season in program history. And I don't think anybody expected that going into the season. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Stony Creek will play Romeo tonight uh, in a semifinal. The other uh, game in that uh, bracket uh, is Marysville and Anchor Bay. And this, the more I look at this, the more intriguing this gets. Yes, because it's going to be a tough one. On paper, Marysville had a great season and they have a lot of offense. They've got like six or seven guys on that team that I like a bunch. But Anchor Bay, despite a 500 record, they won their last three games of the season going into the playoffs. They split two one-goal games with Marysville this year. They don't score a lot, but they've got a guy that scored 21 goals this okay. year and had two of their four goals against Marysville. This year, Marysville won the first time around three to two, um, and uh, I saw that game. That was in the Larry Mans tournament. Marysville actually led three to nothing at the end of the first period of that game, and then the the goalie that played that day for Anchor Bay because they have two that they rotate, uh, and I'll give you their their numbers in a minute because they're sensational. Um, but his name is Dan Durand, and that's his last name. His name is not Dan Durand; <laughs> it's something Dan Durand. Um, what is his first name? Duran Danduran. <laughs> no, it's Lucas. Lucas Danduran is his name. Good and hockey name. For the last two periods, he stood on his head and he ended up making thirty saves in the game. So after the first period of the first game, Anchor Bay has actually outscored Marysville four to one since. Okay. Because they came back to make that a three two game, and then the next time around, they beat the Vikings two to one. And the impressive thing is, in the first game, who scored for Marysville? Minesburg, Turner, Ben LaValle. In the second game, who scored for Marysville? Brody Tuffin. So they shut down Marysville's bigs in that second uh, meeting, and they got 31 saves from their other goalie, um, Gerling. Uh, so Anchor Bay is interesting. And then the other thing about it, Marysville was 14-3. and uh, three. And they finished the season 18-7. and seven. So they went 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. They weren't actually tearing it up down the and stretch. And that includes a loss to Anchor Bay. Yeah, so, I mean, this is an intriguing hockey game because on paper 
if I didn't know anything else about the two teams but just looked at their records and then looked at the stats for the players, I'd say, oh, Marysville's going to kill these guys. But this is, this is a tough you, it's draw be tougher for Marysville. than it, it appears to the naked eye. Look through uh, Anchor Bay's schedule. They've given up more than three goals three times this season. They don't get scored on. Yeah. So Dan Duran has a 1.96 goals against average, and you're going to love this, Brady, a 934 save percentage. Uh, and no one else is going to understand that inside joke. No, that's, that's an inside joke. And Gerling has a 2.37 goals against average and a 910 save percentage. So their goalies stop the puck. They play really good defense, and they have just enough offense to you know get them where they need to go. Um, and like I say, they're kind of hot coming in. And Marysville down the stretch, you know, they played some tough teams. Like I guess they played. They lost to Rochester three to nothing. Uh, but the word I got was that they played a really good hockey game. And mm-hmm. the last goal was an empty net goal. And like they could have won that hockey game. I saw them against Lance Cruz Unified. Uh, and again, they lost five to two. That game was up for grabs in the third period, and then Lance Cruz uh, pulled away. And then they did win their last game in the uh, OAA MAC turn in a shootout, three yeah, to two, like a six-round shootout against yeah. Bloomfield Hills. So I mean, they are coming in with a win, and they are a really good team. So I'm not making it sound like oh, Marysville has gone into the dumps and they have no chance tonight. I'm just saying. This is a dangerous game, and the Vikings need to bring the A game if they want to get on to the championship in this regional, which I think will be against Romeo because I don't think Romeo is going to have a problem with Stony Creek. All right, so saw two games yesterday in Division One. Northern and Utica was a really fun hockey game. Northern pulled it out 3-2. to two. They got the, the lead late in the first period on a great play by Becca Larson. Okay. I'm going to say it. She can play. Oh, yeah. You saw that from the first game they played this year. She's not scared. She's a little undersized, but she's not scared. She'll go into the corners. She'll go to the dirty areas. She'll go to the front of the net. If guys take a run at her, she'll take a run back. She's not scared. Um, And uh, she stole the puck away from a kid that was bigger than her and then made a nice pass to Tim Monahan for a beautiful goal. Uh, and then uh, Utica came out inspired in the second period and got two quick goals uh, to take a two-to-one lead, and that kind of kind of kicked the Huskies into gear because then I thought at that point they kind of took over the last ten minutes of the second period. They got a beautiful goal from Kyron Bruno, great passing play. Matt Monahan and Nolan Johnston were involved in that, and, and it was a tic-tac-toe, really nice goal. Bruno's got some hands. Bruno's going to be a player next year. Northern has a lot of nice young players. Like, obviously they lose Logan Sheffer and a few other older guys, but their problem with scoring from this past year, I don't expect it to carry over to next. No, uh, they're going to have some guys, and another one is going to be Matt Graham, and he got a uh, five-on-three power play goal late in the period that turned out to be the winner. No scoring in the third period, but the teams went up and down. It was it was just a really good game. And again, I know a lot of people go, oh, Utica Unified, Northern should be crushing them. Utica Unified was a good team. And they're a deep team. 
Like they, they roll, have like forty kids. Yeah, they, they've got a roster that's ridiculous, and they roll. And they have a roster that makes you wonder why they're unified. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not dumb legion where there's like, all right, one kid from here, one kid from there. <laughs> no, they, they they've got like thirty kids on their roster. They've got three goalies. They have to put two of them in the penalty box. There's so many kids on the bench. Do they uh, really? Yeah. So two guys are just chilling in yeah, the, the penalty. Two go- the two goalies sit in the penalty box. Like it's a bullpen? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh. I, I mean, you know, they're not a bad little hockey team, and they battled with Marysville this year in they the beat Mac White. They beat them in over- them. overtime in the, the game at McMorrin. It was a really Part good Part of that four, uh, four, four stretch for Marysville. So, I mean, you know, Northern had to play a good hockey game yesterday to get the win. And they did. And they didn't lean on Sheffer. Like, Sheffer was good, but it wasn't like Sheffer stole the game for them. Northern got down, and they battled back, and they played good hockey, and they won a good game. Uh, Port here on Unified had a tough night. Eisenhower beat them 8 to nothing. Basically, the game was decided in a 5-minute and 33-second stretch late in the first period where Eisenhower scored five times, and the big, the big Reds just couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. They were banged up. They had guys playing hurt last night. The best part of this game is it's 7 nothing early in the third period, and they give Eisenhower a five-on-three. And the Port Huron penalty killers were insane. With they were nothing to play for. Nothing they're to they're play down for. seven in the last game of the season. You, it's 9 o'clock at night. Let's get out of here. No. Diving in front of shots, Pionk blocked three shots himself, and they, they probably, during the five-on-three, blocked like seven shots. Like, just diving in front of pucks, doing whatever it takes. And they actually killed off like a minute 50 of being shorthanded two guys. And then the refs gave Eisenhower another power play, and the goal went in off a guy out in front. You know what that kind of <laughs> reminds me of is the Cross-Lex Armada district final last year when Cross-Lex just went up like 29-3 to after one. And Armada still has guys diving for loose balls in the fourth quarter despite being down 35. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Like, you know the season's over, but hey, you don't just lo- lo- roll over and die. Yeah. No, so, like, it's one of those moments where I, I know it, you know, they got they got they got beat handily last night. I think they had five shots on goal, and they lost eight to nothing uh, with eight minutes to go in the third period. But like just watching what they did in the third period, watching Elijah Jones make saves and cover up pucks like mm-hmm. you know, like you know his life depended on it. Watching these guys block shots and dive in front of pucks. I mean, it doesn't feel good watching guys play hurt. Like Ethan, right. Ethan White was. I don't even know if he was 50% last night, and it was very noticeable. But he's out there playing because he wants to be out there. Well, you know what the, that hope that does is it builds a culture for your program. And something with Port Huron either unified or I don't know when exactly they went unified, but that has struggled. And last year you felt they got robbed of a playoff, at least maybe a playoff win. Um, you hope that builds something and. It leaves a building block for next year, but unfortunately, you're going to have to wait for next year. Yeah. All right, so that's what's going on in hockey tonight. It's Anchor Bay and uh, Marysville at 730 from Suburban Ice Arena. Stream one, I'll be there. And then on Saturday night, Northern will play Eisenhower in a semifinal at 8 o'clock, and I'll be there for that one as well. So still a lot of hockey from Suburban 
to uh, go. We'll take a break, and then the real reason we brought Mike here is we got to talk about the Sandusky girls basketball team. They deserve way more exposure than we ever really give them. So this is kind of going to be a Sandusky girls basketball day, at least for the uh, next uh, segment when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our gift. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. 
or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis, Brady, Mike Gallagher joining us uh, today. And we're going to talk uh, Sandusky uh, girls uh, basketball. Uh, last night uh, they uh, <clears throat> thwacked Memphis, sixty-two to twenty-one. My goodness, Emmy Bender twelve points, nine assists. Brooke Jansen had twelve, and Morgan Taggy. Taggy, correct. Okay, nine points. But the big news in this is Sandusky goes 20-0 and 0 in the regular season, what, for the fourth time in that school history? That is the fourth time in school history. They, uh, Let's see, i got it pulled up here. Also, as you pull that up, thank you for taking a picture of those banners so we I can just reference Oh, that. yeah, you know, I was, I, I've, I've done this in the past. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll get home from the game and, you know, you want to say, oh, well, when was the last time, time. they won or something? It's like, you know, you were at the game earlier right. and they have the banners. It's so easy. <laughs> and, you know, I've never actually looked at the banners because they're like, they're pretty far up. Like, Are you they? can't really see them from the court. I mean, you can see them, but so I was going up there and I realized there was two banners and they were completely full. <laughs> 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 but uh, let's see. Uh, they went undefeated in the 2016-17 season. Uh, they went undefeated back in 1994, and they went undefeated in was it like 2006. 2006. Yep. And that was before they made the switch to uh, girls basketball being played in the. That would have been the last year. So I that's think. why it's yeah. just one right. year. Right. Yeah. The other yeah. Ones are yep. 16, yep. 17. For yep. those who that were curious, like me, when I first saw it, and then it right. Happened. That always kind of throws throws me off as well. Yeah. And that doesn't include the year they went to a state championship. Right. Yeah. That year they actually lost a game in the in the regular season, which uh, kind of just tells you like how good Greater Thumb East basketball has been. You know. Um, but yeah, that that it it it's it's a dynasty. I mean, and it's a dynasty that's lasted. 40 years now. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think that's win number 787 or 88 for Yeah, Altamont. well, the record, or. 797. Yeah, 797, yep, and I think he's 10 away. 10 now. away now, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if he wins out, he's three short. Right. Uh, and did, yeah. did you yeah. realize that if they if they win out, they win a state championship. Right. Uh, and then next year, start the season 3-0. He'd get win. He'd get win number seven ninety seven in his one thousandth game. Really? Wow! Yeah. <laughs> See that just that that number it, you can't even comprehend it. Like what? Okay, so you have what? 
So you said seven, seven. So he'd be so seven ninety-seven and two hundred three. Just so think a, about a, that. A at Sandusky, okay, at Sandusky, people, where they're not. You know, it's not like he's going over to Saginaw and bringing Saginaw right, kids right. over to play at Sandusky. He couldn't like even some of these to. other people. Like I, I don't want to say anything against Coach Orlando. Uh, what he did is spectacular, mm-hmm. but it's a different world right. coaching Country Day right. than being up in Sandusky where what you have is what you get. So he, ha- he has 203 losses. In his first four seasons as the girls' basketball coach, he was 24-56. and 56. 56 of those 203 losses came in his so first four years. So in his last, years. like, 35 years, he's lost 150 games. In, after... Well, after those four years, he's averaged 18 wins a season. Average. Yeah, it's it's like so you go 17 and three and you make your record worse. Right, right, exactly. With yeah, 12, 13, 14 wins in a basketball season are good. Oh teams, yeah, yeah, and that would be considered an off year. Right, right. Well, and then you have the years where okay, he's won the districts 26 times. So then you pick up, you know, two or three wins every year mm-hmm. in the postseason as well, and seven regional titles. I mean, it just, it's, it's crazy. The number is huge. Like the, it's hard to even comprehend it because you have to be so good for so long. Like, and you, you can't, you can't have an off year where you, you know, you lose 15 games or anything. And he hasn't. You know, there's never been a year like that. I'm going to assume, too, that since they're 20-0 and 0 and it's only the fourth time they've been at this point, they're close to a school record for wins Yeah, in uh, the season. Yeah, uh, I believe the school record is 26. Because you said they went, what, like 19-1 and 1 the year they went to the finals? So you Correct. add six or seven games there. That yeah. sounds about right, 25 in or 26. In 1999, they went 26-2. and two. Wow. So they lost during the regular season. And, and they, they lost, lost in, the, in finals. the finals. Yeah. Yep. But you know it, for you know all the success he's had. There's there's been a lot of years where they don't go undefeated in conference play. Right. I mean, yeah. As of late, the Greater Thumb East has not been as good as it's been. But since the Greater Thumb East was founded, I think '96 or '97, Brown City's had a Hall of Fame coach in Rich Lee. Mm-hmm. He won 400 games. Crosslex, which was, that is still a ridiculous like yeah. 400 oh, yeah. games right. is ridiculous. Right. Well, and imagine those guys are in the same conference. <laughs> right. He, I, I don't think Rich retired until like the mid 2000s. So I mean, those guys are going at each other for a conference. You had a title. Year, ten years right. War. Terry Terry Reed at Marlette, Fred Morozak at Marlette, Darren Bongard at Crosslex. Now Crosslex wasn't in the Greater Thumb East for very long. But they were in there, and I mean, Darren Bongard's another. I'm sure they played a ton coach. of non-conference oh, games absolutely. against each other. They still play. They still play Crosslex right. every year. Well, and even this year, Harbor Beach is not a bad team. Right. They are the only team to stay within an arm's length of Sandusky. Right. And and even right now, you look at Brown City and Marlette. They have two outstanding coaches. Cindy Burton at Brown City might be one of the best coaches in the thumb in the thumb area, and Kathy Storm at Marlette. She's closing in on 200 wins. Cindy already has over 200 wins. So, I mean, the the bottom of the Greater Thumb East is – it is what it is. But it's not like – It's what it's what a small-town conference is right, going to be. Right, Like, you're going to have years where a school with 150 kids coming through, you don't have five great basketball players. Right, right. That's just the – 
the matter of the fact, but yeah, the fact that Al has managed to subvert having just an a uh, tank season in, in a right. long, long time. Right. Like that yeah. is impressive. And the other cool thing is he's he graduated from Sandusky. He did. He? That's yeah. what makes it yeah. even cooler yep. that he's done it with one school and it's the school he graduated from. Right. And he was probably one of the best basketball players in Sandusky history. Mm-hmm. His his senior year he averaged twenty seven points and fourteen rebounds. So that's who like he was just So that's what we're waiting for. Jameson's the best player in the area since <laughs> Altamont. <laughs> right. Well, I mean like you know, uh, again this is high school. Right. Every four years, there's there's change. There's tur- Every right. year, there's change yep. in turnover. Um, and, and they never rebuild. They just reload. Right. Well, and it, it's, it's honestly, it's a, it's a really, there's a really simple reason for that. And it's kind of weird because, like, back in the 70s, like, girls basketball, or I guess before the 70s, Girls' ba- high school basketball like wasn't really a thing. It's kind of weird to think they, about like, now. They played high school, but we mean Dennis were talking. They didn't have a tournament until seventy-six. Right, it wasn't MHSAA sanctioned. Let's be honest. Girls and women's sports weren't taken seriously. Exactly, they just weren't. Right, they were. An, they were an afterthought. Right. So he takes over the program at the end of the seventies. I want to say seventy-nine. And you know, when I talked to Darren Bongard after he retired, and when I talked to Rich Lee when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Aldemont will say the same thing. It all started with an elementary girls basketball program. That's that's all it takes. You know, just just getting girls interested in basketball and working on those skills at a young age, which seems ridiculous right now. But like back then, it just wasn't a for thing. For context, Title Nine came into effect in 1972. Okay, yeah, that's so not, yeah. seven years after. Right, when is when Al takes over? Yep. Yep. So th- was he wasn't the first girls basketball coach. He was not. It's actually it's kind of funny. He is the fourth, and so Sandusky's had four mm-hmm. girls basketball coaches. Brown City has also had four <laughs> girls basketball coaches since 1971 or 72. Right. Including Rich Lee, who was a Hall of Fame famer, and uh, now Cindy Burton, who's been there and won over 200 games. So it's. Girls basketball, as soon as it was taken seriously, like Sanilac County just took it and ran with it. Peck has a state championship that they won in the 1980s, and they were one of the best teams, you know, arguably in the state for a stretch there with uh, Coach Presnell and then, you know, of course, uh, Croslex. But with Darren Bongard, he took over a program that never had a winning season until 1994. Mm-hmm. And he just same thing just built a built a strong program there built a BWAC dynasty once they made the move to the Blue Water Area Conference and you know it's just there's a lot of great girls basketball coaches and there has been you know in the past in Sanilac County well let's get into the postseason Sandusky's in a district that I don't think and I know Dennis thinks the same is not a gimme no the big reason why there's one team Kingston yeah yeah Yep. And Kingston's a little outside of our area. It's outside of yours, but it's closer to you. Mm-hmm. There's and six it's just down the road from right, Sandusky. Right. Yeah. Sixteen yep. and four. Sandusky's twenty and zero. Right. Tell us what you think about the district, and then we can look at what would happen in a regional. With right. It. So if if you have Kingston's schedule pulled up right now, I can do that for you. Take a look at their four losses. I know one of them was to Ike. Yes. I believe they yep. lost Utica to Eisenhower. Ike, a Mac Rochester, Red team. Ra- Rochester a D1 Adams. D1 Mac Red team. Right. Rochester right. Adams. 
Saginaw Swan Valley in overtime. Right. And where is that fourth loss? Saginaw. Saginaw High. Yeah, which they lost by 30. So none of those four losses really You've mean seen anything. Ike play. Against I've they seen Ike beat play. the Big Reds. Yes. 44 to 38 is what Kingston lost to them. Right. Like you look at the games against teams of their they beat Yale 59-46 and Yale is a top half team in the BWAC. Their uh I believe their signature win actually came this week against Carroll. Now Carroll was coming off of a win over Reese on Friday, which Reese has been probably the top team in the thumb. You know, you could argue between Reese, Sandusky, Kingston, yeah. but Reese, you know, that was the top team. Carroll knocks them off on Friday. Kingston plays them on Monday and beats them by and obliterates over sixty-four twenty-nine. Yeah, you know that's. I mean that that's a that's a signature win right there. And yeah, they play in the NCTL Stars, but the NCTL Stars has been pretty good this year. Deckerville, Deckerville is a very good team. Genesee is a pretty good team. North Huron, they just made the move to the Stars, but they've been dominating the stripes. Um, I mean, Kingston, it, it's a scary team, and that it's absolutely not a gimme in the districts. Yeah. Now, I will say it, it's a gimme that that's going to be the finals. Um, you know, with yeah, no uh, one else has a winning record in right, the district besides right. those two, and it's at Sandusky. Um, right, uh, that that's King, also going to help Sandusky. Yes, K- Kingston got on my radar actually last year at the regionals because Mooney was at that regional, and Kingston played the game before. And that was at uh, Oakland Christian. Yes. Um, and it, it wasn't just, like, the team being good, but, like, the entire town of Kingston took over that gym. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. They have a yeah. rapid yes. following. Yes, Those absolutely. people were nuts. Absolutely. In a good way. And, and for good reason. I mean, this Kingston girls basketball program, it's not like this is just their first year. I mean, they've been doing this for a long time. Even back when Dave Lester, he's currently the boys' coach. When he was the girls' coach, that's kind of when it started. You know, they kind of got it going. And now you got Jay Green there. And, you know, they've, they, they recently made the move to Division Three. But in Division Four, they were making runs at the state at state titles, and you know if, if they were still Division Four, you know they they'd be making state title runs. And now that they're in Division Three, it probably doesn't even matter. They're still a team that could win a state championship in Division Three. Right. So let's say Sandusky gets out of their district. They beat Kingston in a battle at Sandusky. They go to the regional. Here are the two teams. Well, there's. The district on the other side is not easy as well. Okay. You have Bad Axe and Cass City are the top two seeds. Right. Bad Axe is having a banner year across yep. all sports. Yep. And the three seed, well, I guess the not the, the one that didn't get the top two in NPR is Harbor Beach. Yeah. So you have Harbor Beach, Bad Axe, and Cass City. And Caro's over there, too, at 12-8. and eight. Well, and real quick, Bad Axe has also been one of the top teams. Caro just beat them last night. Yeah. So Caro beats Reese. Loses to Kingston, beats Bad Axe. So, I mean, that, that Kingston win is just – it just gets even better with the fact that Carroll bounces back and beats another one of the top teams in the right. world. Right. So, you look at that. I mean, I have to imagine that the district final is going to be about the same level of a game as a regional final – or a regional semifinal, I should say. Yeah. I, I would say – so, I don't have the bracket in front of me, but I'm pretty sure Cassidy and Bad X are on the same side. Cassidy and Bad X are – no, they're the top two seeds. They would okay. meet to the finals. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's – and those are 
two teams that have already played each other twice in the in the regular season, and I think both times came right down to the buzzer. Uh, so that one really could go either way. And it, I have no idea who would win that one. Um, I will say that it'll probably be the final, but you can't sleep on Carroll at this point. They have the best player in the thumb, excuse me, in Adeline Moore. And, you know, when you have that type of player, especially come tournament time, anything can happen. And, you know, especially with the way they've been playing, you know, so well down the stretch. And last night she had 16, I think. So it wasn't even just all her. You know, it was a complete team effort in a win over Bad Axe. So I'd imagine that district comes down to Bad Axe and Cass City, but it could also go through Carroll. Or, or again, See, or and this is like when four. people go, well, how has Al not won a, a championship? Right. But he's got to play Kingston to get out of his district, and then he's, right. if he does that to get out of his regional, we just named four teams that are in the semifinal. Yeah. And right. here are, the, I guess, the, the top seeds in the other two districts, a team they could meet, say they make a regional final. Reese, New Lothrop, Hemlock, or St. Charles. I don't know much about any of those teams besides Reese is good. Right, yeah. But Reese is not an unbeatable opponent. Right. It seems like a – like I guess if you're looking at it with blind eyes, you're saying that Sandusky's the favorite to make the quarterfinal. If, yeah. Because if you're just looking at it's, their records because they're 20-0. It's, but, yeah, it's – it's but it, it all comes back to that district. Whoever wins that final – Mm-hmm. could go to a quarterfinal, right. which is it's crazy that Sandusky-Kingston is going to be a district final because that's, that's a game that should be played so much further down the road in the postseason when mm-hmm. you look at Division Three. So, I mean, it just – that's going to be a huge game. And it's Sandusky and Kingston, they do have a lot of common opponents that you can look at, but that really doesn't tell the whole story because um, Sandusky also played Carroll earlier in the season, and Carroll played them pretty tight. And But Kingston, they're just different in the postseason, you know, and it, it goes back to, you know, yeah, they lost to Swan Valley in overtime. They played Eisenhower close, and they play those games for a district final against Sandusky right. where you know it's going to be close. You know you're going to have to be in those situations where it is close. And meanwhile, Sandusky – They've had maybe one close game. They haven't this year. really. Their non-conference wasn't great. Their non-conference that, that wasn't would great. be their one knock. Is yep. Like when we were saying when we we're trying to do our rankings, and like you could make an argument Sandusky should be number one. You could right. make an argument they should be number five. Yep. I just wish they would have played like. I know they played Cross Lex, but like give me one game against a Yale, an yep. MLA City, yep. just to see where they're at. Reese, Reese, and the, the yeah. thing. Sandusky played everybody in the Greater Thumb West except for Reese. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was really unfortunate because that would have told you a lot about Sandusky. And, you know, obviously you don't really want to play Kingston because, you know, that's a team you're going to see later on. But Reese, I mean, that's a game you should probably have on the schedule. Um, But they they do have wins over Bad Axe and Cass City and Carroll, Croslex as well. Um, so they do have some nice wins. They beat Deckerville. Uh, they they handle don't Deckerville. have one, like you said earlier, signature have, right. win that you yeah. go, well, they right. beat right. Port here on Northern right. or a team that you really look at and go, okay, that's, yeah. that's now, legit. I will say on Monday they went up to Harbor Beach. That was uh, with the Greater Thumb East 
title on the line, and they handled them. I think it was 41-22, something like that. Yep. Uh, you could argue that that's a signature win. Um, I haven't seen Harbor Beach this year, and, you know, they kind of – same thing as Sandusky. They kind of, you know, got fat on the bottom of the Greater Thumb East. But, um, you know, you can only play who's in your conference. And uh, for the most part, the Greater Thumb East is a good basketball conference. It just didn't happen to be so great this year. Uh, just a, a fun note here. That district starts with Brown City K-Pack. Yes. And yesterday, I would have said, Brown City all I the know. way, yep. Yep. slam dunk, no yep. problem. They'll double them up. Right. They played last night, and K-Pack won 27-20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, – Brown City, you know, the, I said earlier, Cindy, she's a great coach. Uh, this year, they just they're, – they're pretty young this year. Uh, they got a few sophomores on the team. They got a sophomore point guard. Uh, it's definitely a rebuilding year, but – you you do have to beat KPAC. Uh, I mean that's that's one you got to have, you know, especially going into the postseason. Uh, you know, try and build up a little momentum. Uh, they also had a tough loss to Ubley last week, where I believe they also scored twenty in that game. Uh, so that that's kind of tough. Um, I believe the other one's Marlette Millington. Yep, Marlette that, Millington. That one that one's interesting. I don't know much about Millington because they play in the Tri Valley Conference, the Tri Valley Eight or whatever it is now. Uh, so you see scores rolling in, and, you know, I don't know about any of the teams that they're playing. But uh, Marlette, they have a couple of bigs in uh, Holly Hartwell and Gabby Martinez. They got a good point guard in Bethany Ketchum. Um, I personally think that Marlette, you know, Sandusky handled Marlette twice this season. But Marlette, you know, on paper should be a good matchup for Sandusky because of those two bigs, whereas Sandusky doesn't really have that. They're more of a guard-heavy team this year. Um so, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can say that Marlette's going to make a run or even if they're going to get past Millington. Um, but those, you know, opening opening night of districts, those should be a pair of decent games, you know? Yeah, the, the way the bracket is out, Sandusky will get the Brown City K-Pack winner, and okay. Kingston will have to play Marlette or Millington. Okay. So. And you're maybe hoping that Marlette brings it and gives Kingston a battle. Right, and that's – Kingston actually played Marlette earlier this year, and I'm pretty sure they handled them as well. Um, it, so, I mean, Kingston—they're a scary team. They're—they're—I—I they, I would not be surprised at all if they end up beating Sandusky. Um, but Sandusky is going to have the home court advantage. You know, that's pretty big. And you know, just Sandusky might not have that signature win, but it also comes back to. They haven't really had the opportunity to get an, a signature win uh, with the way their schedule's set up. So, I don't know. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. right. La- last question on Sandusky. Yeah. Is there any way Al doesn't come back and coach next year? Is there any way he retires? Absolutely not. He, <laughs> I, I will say Al DeMott is the humblest person I've ever met, uh, especially considering, you know, the type of career he's had. Um, he almost seems embarrassed to talk about it if you bring it up to him. Well, that's a shame because we're going to try to force him on this show. Good, right good. Here. I will say good luck with that. We will go to him and yeah. do it in his office. There was uh, – <laughs> so when he got his 750th win, there the at the next uh, boys basketball game at halftime, they honored uh, a wrestler for Sandusky. She won a state title. And Al is the AD there. Mm-hmm. So they had to bring Al out to present her with her award or whatever. 
And, you know, after they did that, the announcer was like, well, we got Al out here. You know, I'd like to just mention that he got a 750th win. His face went beet red and immediately took off off the court. He's well, just <laughs> not interested. Well, it's and, funny. But as, as, as humble as he is and everything, there's no way he hasn't been thinking about that record for the past 15 years. Well, there's yeah. no way you don't. Like, like yeah. it's like when a pitcher's going out in the bottom of the ninth, he's been throwing a perfect game. He's like, oh, I didn't know. It's right. like, yes, you yes, did. Yes, you do. Don't yeah. <laughs> so and it's there, funny. There's no way you're going to get that close. But he did say he did an interview with state champs earlier this year, and he said his granddaughter is playing junior high basketball at Sandusky this mm-hmm. this year, and he said he'd rather he'd rather watch her from the stands than coach her from the sidelines. Gotcha. So I would say next year probably is cool. the last it's year. It's funny you bring it up. There was an article by Chip Birch from a few years ago when he got number 700, mm-hmm. and the last line says, DeMott w- said he wasn't thinking he could get 800 wins for his career. I'm getting near the end, so I don't see that, he said. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> also – Cut well, scene. There's, there's a blast from the past. Chip Birch. Yeah, I, I got some Chip Birch stories. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we, can, we can do we, that we can, Yeah, here. we can't do that show, I worked no. very briefly with Chip yeah, and Carol. Yeah. Very briefly. Interesting so, uh, guy. <laughs> anyway, do you want to just uh, bang out the rest of the no, uh, I was basketball gonna, I scores? I was going to – going to take a break here we're going to talk about the cps uh district with uh with mike and then i also wanted to to get your take on the st Clair northern game that you saw uh a couple days ago on girls basketball so i thought we'd do that in the third segment all right sounds good Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, there are other stories going on up in the uh, thumb um, and CPS and Deckerville are involved in that, and they'll be at the same district in uh, D4, and uh, CPS is the host. They'll open against Caseville. Ubley and Owen Gage is the other uh, game, uh, and then Deckerville actually is waiting, I believe, for the CPS Caseville winner, and North Huron is the other team in, in that uh, district. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty solid district. It's uh, – it's unfortunate for CPS. Uh, I will say before we get into this, CPS just finished off a uh, NCTL Stripes Division Championship last night, beating Akron Fairgrove. Uh, they finished nine and one in uh, league play. Um, just a fantastic season for them. Um, but they've also played Deckerville and North Huron, and Deckerville and North Huron are just they're just better. Like it, it's. CPS, they're they're a great program. They they they're getting 
getting better. They're they're on the upswing, um, but the stripes, at least in girls basketball, is you can't really compare it to the stars. So you know, CPS they'll they'll get that first round win, um, but from there I think it goes through Deckerville because Deckerville they've beat North Huron twice. They've beat Ubley earlier this year, and they're really they're if it weren't for Kingston, you know, we'd be talking about Deckerville girls because so they're they have four losses on the season, two to Kingston, one to Sandusky to open the season, and then their fourth loss was to Emily City at the Harry Moore tournament. Yeah, that's wow. a yeah, that's a so I mean four losses. It's kind of the same thing as Kingston. You can't count any of those four losses against them now. It wasn't close against Emily City, and it wasn't close no. against Sandusky, but those are also – It probably shouldn't be, though. No, those are the when two – When you compare sizes. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, you know, after Adeline Moore from Caro, I think Deckerville might have the second-best player in the thumb in Carly Kappen, and she's just – she's a very smart basketball player. She's a very smart defensive basketball player, which leads to a lot of easy buckets. Um, last night – so – Deckerville had a couple of rescheduled games that they had to get in this week. So they played at Dryden and then at – no, at Genesee and then at Dryden, back-to-back. So last night in the second game of the back-to-back, she has 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 steals. And that's just like a normal stat line for her this year. She had a 30-point triple-double against Which Caseville earlier this year. You're doing 32 minutes of basketball. Right. And, you know, and realistically – way less than 32 because they're playing Caseville, you know. Right. And, you know, Deckerville's a team. They started the year with seven girls, I believe. They had a couple girls that didn't come out. And, you know, it was just like, man, it's going to be a long year for you guys. But they just ended up being a a great team. And uh, it it all starts with her. And uh, they got Alexa Roberts. She's a very good post player. She's also a senior. And, uh, you know, the other girls around her have just kind of elevated their play. And, you know, Deckerville, that, I, I think the district goes through Deckerville. Now, the game they played against Dublin earlier this year, I believe it was kind of close. And the matchups with North Huron were kind of close. So, I mean, they could go either way. Um, but I think right now Deck, Deckerville has the best player in that district. So, Like, what, what, what's the, the feel here? Do, like, the GTC East teams not take the NCTL teams seriously or do they respect these teams i think i think there's a i think there's a a mutual respect there because you know i i don't think any of these coaches or teams you know at least in sandlot county they're all supporting each other you know and let's be honest the difference in size is from 200 to 150 right it's not like it's it's port here on high sitting next to memphis or k-pack it's like no they're they're the same boat. It's just there's one more street in the, right. the, the GTC. Well, and the towns. fact that all these schools play each other. Sandusky right. played Deckerville and Croslex this year. They play Brown City and Marlette. Peck and CPS play each other. CPS and Deckerville play each other. So, I mean, there's a lot of mutual respect between the coaches and the teams. Um, it is – it's hard to compare the GTC to the NCTL, um, but not at the – top of the nctl at the top of the nctl stars kingston and deckerville i mean you throw them into the greater thumb east they're competitive you know they're going to finish near the top kingston you know maybe wins it you know um so i think there's a lot of mutual respect um 
and especially, you know, just just with the success of all the teams. Because like, okay, yeah, maybe CPS isn't the best team, but they won their they won their division. You know, Deckerville's not one of the bigger schools, but they're right at the top of the stars. You know, and you know, I think the coaches see that and they notice that, and I think it's just a mutual respect there. Glad Owen Gage has a girls basketball team because I actually thought that that school was closed and they didn't. They weren't even. <laughs> they're close. Enough. They're close. They didn't have a boys team this year, so <laughs> they had a schedule. They did, but they didn't have a team. So the, at the beginning of the year, they had six kids, and I believe all six were freshmen, and like three or four of them had never played basketball before. Oh yikes! So they were just like, you know, this. It's not worth it. No, time. and then you know that's fair. You know yeah. what, what? What are you gonna do? So, but uh, yeah, I I hope Owen Gage hangs around a little bit longer. But really, it so it doesn't make much sense at this point so anymore. Get but Oakton Pigeon Bayport Owen Gage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How how many more uh, names can you tack on to that? Yeah, just Akron Fairgrove Gage. Just make it right. just make it Thumb High School. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. You want to get into the girl scores from yeah, the past well, couple nights? Well, uh, I, I want to particular get into uh, the Northern St. Clair game, and also because uh, we've got Mike here, and you guys can talk about our mate at Croslex boys tonight. Because yes. that's where you're oh be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, just, just a couple of things. Um, let's go back to uh, what, what Wednesday, the, Wednesday, twenty third. So Wednesday, uh, Mike already mentioned some of this. Deckerville beat Genesee fifty six to forty. Uh, Landmark over Austin Catholic, 48-14. Lampfear beat New Haven, 45-25. Anchor Bay beat Gross Point South, 44-33. It's not going to be a walkthrough for Port Huron High in the first round of Um, that district. Marysville smoked Chandler Park. This team is – Chandler Park has a winning record. Keep this in mind when you hear the score. (laughs) 63-17. 18-2 on the year. And their two losses came by a combined six points. Wow. Powers topped uh, Port here in high, 56 to 43. Uh, and then you were at the Northern St. Clair game, which uh, Northern won, and which Jersey McGregor continued her onslaught on the boards this, yes. like the last 10 days. She's got 75 rebounds in four <laughs> games. Yeah, I actually think um, scoring wise, they held McGregor fairly well in check she only had 11 but northern beat st Clair 49 32 and i don't want to say both teams try hard there wasn't an effort issue but there wasn't that intensity in this game you could kind of tell it was game 20 of 20 it didn't mean a whole lot um they they have districts coming up in four days there just wasn't that buzz in the gym. It was just kind of flat. And Northern, to their credit, took advantage of it, and they were down 7-5. to five. Abby Lanshute hit a three to go up 8-7 to seven and never looked back. Uh, Northern had a complete team effort. Jersey McGregor had 11. Now, between me, Welper, and the Port here on Northern Twitter account, we all had different numbers, so about for all of these. Uh, Kate Nichols had somewhere in the range of 9 to 11 points. Um, she played really well. Abby Lanshute had 9. She hit three threes. Uh, Shannon Falco had about 6. Ramo had 6. They had a – there was a very solid team effort. No one got into the double digits for Northern until like three minutes to go in the game or something like that. Uh, for St. Clair, the problem for them was scoring – 
and they never scored more than 10 and a quarter, and Saros was the only one in double figures. She had 13. Um, and uh, 24 rebounds by McGregor. Yep. Tied a school record? Tied a school record, which, yeah, she's really starting to coming down the stretch, figure out that she when she wants to absolutely just dominate the boards, because it's not like St. Clair doesn't have good bigs. The the they have Audrey Schindler's a good one, Saros, maybe not height wise, but she's a solid post player. On the boards, they couldn't keep McGregor off. They did a decent job for the most part keeping her from scoring because a lot of her points I think came later in the game, but no, when you get 24 rebounds, you absolutely dominate a game. So, just again, these are her last four games. 11 and 24, 19 and 16, 18 and 20, and 8 and 15. <laughs> and remember that most of that is against Mac Red teams. Yes. Not and a winning St. Clair team. And a winning St. Clair team. So, Northern wins their last two going into the postseason. St. Clair uh, falls to 12 and 8. All right. Uh, the girls' scores from last night, because there were a bunch of them. Lance Cruz beat Anchor Bay 34-30. to Richmond girls have won two in a row in the BWAC. They beat Algonac 48-40. They have to 40. some nice young – the Coker freshman girl there is going to be a good basketball player. Yale beat North Branch 48-42. Armada over Crosslex 49-33. Actually, that's – the Crosslex girls have actually – Played kind of competitive they're, down they're the They're trending stretch. in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've said, yeah. there are teams you look at, and we've had games where we're like, what is going on here? No one in the BWAC is like that. It's just right. Croslex and I think Richmond, to an extent, struggle to put the ball in the hoop. But yeah. they can get the ball up and down the floor, and they know what they're doing. Um, Imlay City beat Elmont 54-36. to 36. We mentioned what Sandusky did, beating Memphis 62-21. K-Pack over Brown City 27-20, and they'll rematch on uh, Monday. Uh, and it was Harbor Beach over Marlette 56-21. to 21. Uh, Peck needed overtime to get by Caseville 36-32. Uh, Mike mentioned CPS with the 49-34 win over Akron uh, Fairgrove, and Deckerville beat uh, Dryden 48-38. He had mentioned that one, uh, too. Real quick, because there hasn't been a lot of boys basketball the last couple of days. Last night, Marysville lost at Clawson 41-38, um, and that was coming off the, the game where they scored 75. 75. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, Marysville was down 35-15 at half and held Clawson to six points in the third quarter and shut them out in the fourth. Wow. But couldn't quite dig themselves out of the hole. Wow. Yeah, think about that. They <laughs> shut them out in the fourth quarter. And we've said defense has not been the issue for Marysville. They play hard. They're scrappy. But scoring has just been the bear for them. Yeah. And then when they hit him, because they're not afraid to shoot if they see the rim, that's when they can get hot. But the other – side of that coin is you scored 15 in the first half against a Mac bronze team that had struggled this year and really I kind of was hoping Marysville would pick up this win I think they should have and I don't think I think that's the sentiment but hey they fought hard and only gave up six points in the second half all right Wednesday North Branch beat Mount Morris 71-59 this is the North Branch boys 71 is a big that's total. a nice win yeah yeah uh Ubley over Marlette 42 to 39 you got any that, info on that that one? was for the uh, Greater Thumb East uh outright title 
Um, yeah, Ubley clinches. Yep, Ubley yeah. clinches it outright. Uh, for some reason, you know, Marlette plays them extremely well. The first time around, it was a close game. Um, but, yeah, congrats to Ubley. That's a uh, – it's it's tough to do what they did in the Greater Thumb East. And by the way, Colin Miller committed to yes, U of M. Dearborn. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Congratulations to him. I know what? that's that's been a, a long time goal for him. So it's nice to see nice to see that come to fruition. It was uh, it, it, it was something I was going to say. I, I have a hard time when I see Marlette score under like forty five points. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time because. He's so good. Right. And, and they have, and nice they have other guys like Roberson. And yep. they, they've got some other guys. I just feel like that's a team that should score 50 points every game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the the score with Ubley in particular, that's just Ubley. That's just their play style. They play great defense. Um, Miller, he's a little bit streaky. Um, but when he's on, he's probably one of the best shooters in the area. Um, but, yeah, Marlette, they – Maybe underachieved a little bit with them. They don't have that traditional big in the middle. Roberson's kind of filled in at the you know forward position, and he's done a good job because he's so athletic. Um, but that's not really his natural spot, and I think that's kind of hurt them. And they maybe don't have after Miller and Roberson that guy that can get a bucket. Um, Brown City beat Sandusky Wednesday, fifty-one to thirty-two. Uh, and Genesee over Deckerville in a high-scoring game. This is my kind of basketball. Give me a 78-69 game. There you go, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. All right, tonight, um, Brady will be in uh, Croslex, Croslex, Armada, and there are significant things going on here. Yes. Um, so I gave you all the numbers last show, but they bear repeating. So if you are tired of the Croslex – uh, stat hour. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, but so, Cross Lex, their senior class is specifically the three year players with Jake Townsend and Sage Slanick. Here's what they are looking to do they are looking to win their 47th straight regular season game that's been played, win their 43rd against BWAC opponents. That includes postseason games. They have now gone over. 1,100 days without losing a BWAC game or a home game. And in fact, if they win tonight, they will have gone their three-year careers without losing a game at Croslex, which includes two regional basketball games. And that also includes in the – well, I guess they do have two more BWAC games next week, right? But, right, but they're, they're both on, on the road. Okay, yeah. So this would yeah. be their home undefeated streak. Right. If they win this and their next two, they will right. have never lost a conference game right. either. Which is which, just absurd. If, the BWAC's not a bad basketball league. Not at all, no. Richmond is a really talented team. They're the favorite to win their districts. Yep. MLA City last year was a good team. And they've got a lot of talent Armada this year. Armada last year was a team, we've said it ad nauseum. Last year's Armada team, if Croslex didn't exist, we would have talked about them mm-hmm. like they were the run of the town. Right. Because that is a ultra-talented team that lost to one team three times last right. year. Right, right. And, you know, Almont was kind of in the same boat. That was also a very talented team. And, you know, it's it just, at this point, it just, like, you can't, like, it's just kind of gotten – I don't want to say it's gotten old with Croslex, but it's like you hear those numbers and it's like, yeah, you know, that sounds about right. You know, they're pretty good. But, no, like, that's the most ridiculous run for, you know, a three-year and, player and ever. They I mean, have, that, 
they've been playing tough teams at home. Last year right. alone, Linden was the one you saw, Carlton. Carlton, Carlton yeah. They yeah, beat yep. Goodrich in their own gym. Yep. They beat Notre Dame Prep. Yeah, Rich, them. Rich, yeah. Oh, and, that and Goodrich, Goodrich team, too. yeah. They, Goodrich oh was God. pissed. Yeah. They were, like, you could see yeah. the – it was a game a year and a half in the making yep. that Croslex went, nope, ours. Yeah. And five minutes in, it was over. Yeah. Um. Who else have they – they've beaten out, obviously, Armada. Yep. E- even Brown City, who's a very talented – The Reese win this year. The, the Reese well, That was on yeah. the road. Yeah. But, yeah, that's part of their winning streak. Like, right. They haven't played a cupcake. Gross Point North, yep. they've beaten – at home, and they did light work of them. Like right. they weren't a Mac White school that is that has a lot of talent. Yeah, it's ridiculous looking back on it, and yeah, and you do this this year after losing arguably two of the five best players in Croslex history. I think that that's, and that's the being most conservative. That's the most surprising thing about this year's team. I think everybody expected them to be good again this year. But nobody could have predicted that they'd still be undefeated I would have at this guessed, point in the season. Honestly, I was going to guess seventeen and three or eighteen and two. Right. Like I thought they were going to slip up and once in the BWAC, which they still can. Right. They still have three games right. left. But I thought that was going to happen, and I thought they'd lose a non-conference, whether it's Reese, Gross Point, excuse me, Gross Point North. I think they played Stony Creek yep. at uh, SC Four. One of those games, you figure you can't just keep it going, and they have. And now they have this end goal right in front of them. And it, it's nothing against this group of t- uh, a group of guys. It, it's more of the fact of, okay, you lose Hunter Soper and Tyler Johnson. Who was your all-time you're, leading scorer, all-time leading rebounder, all-time leading blocks. Yep. And then Tyler Johnson, I think, was their third all-time leading yep. scorer. Yep. And probably up there with rebounds as well. Yeah, and if they play that Imlay City game, he gets to 1,000 points, and I think he passes number two it, for, for, for points. points. Yeah. And, so, and, I mean, and if he plays in an era where he doesn't have to play with Hunter Soper, with Hunter Soper he right, probably right, is the right, all-time leading right, scorer. Right, right. He probably has 13, 1,400 points. Right. But So it's it's you lose those two guys, and you expect to take a, a, a step back. But it's the step – up that guys like Jake Townsend and Trey Klockovich. Well, it's not even like, – how about Zach Kretsch? Yeah, He's Zach He's a guy Kretsch. we yep. didn't talk about right. last year yep. who is now a starter. Donovan McDonald was yep. a big guy that played three, four minutes a yep. night that has at times been the best player on the yeah, court for Crosslex. How about bringing out Kirk Wilson? Right. He doesn't score, right. but he is the – one of the most pesteriest defenders yep. coming off the bench. And yep. we'll, we'll take a charge, get blasted into the wall, and then just get up, dust himself <laughs> off, and let's more. go again. Yeah. And, on, and a guy, he's a little streaky, but Peyton Edwards, Peyton Edwards I've seen him come huge. off the bench and go bang, bang, yep. bang, yep. nine points, and then you're, their head's spinning, and they're and the, whoever they're playing is now down 15. Well, and I think that goes back to – so. It, in these past two years, when you're Croslex and you have Hunter Soper and you have Tyler Johnson and you're you're winning these games by so much and they don't play in the fourth quarter, they don't right. play in the second half, that's why you do that. So you can get a guy like Peyton Edwards minutes last year. So you can get a guy like Donovan McDonald on the court for valuable minutes in the fourth quarter, you know, and it's paid off. You know, Peyton Edwards would not have the confidence to just step off the bench and just knock down threes if that wasn't instilled in him over the past couple seasons with the with the program and you know it, it just it's 
it's the way Lance Campbell not only coaches for the moment, but also for down the road. Right. And the other thing we, we never mentioned, but it's worth mentioning, is it's not just Soper. I know Soper and Johnson are the big names. Right. But what, uh, Noel? Noel yep. did last Noel year. Noel yep. and Duran? Yes. Yep, Noel and Duran. The, yeah. The, the, they're, yeah. They're both gone now, too. Right. That was and their those, starting center yeah. and their sixth man. Those right. were guys that played yeah. and contributed. Yep. yep. So – now that we've talked up our, our cross legs, let's talk a little bit about Armada. Because in the two seasons I've done this, Armada seems to be the team that I'd say plays with the – that cares the least about what cross Lex has done, mm-hmm. that they're just another name. Right. Because from last year and even this year, they play hard with them. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think teams in the BWAC, certain teams come in with a little bit of a defeatist attitude. Like once they get down, it's like – Oh, man, now here we go. Right. Armada does not care, and they have been through the ringer with them. They have played tight games. They have played games where last year's district, where it was over two minutes into the game. Right. It was 27-2 to two at one that was, point. That was the craziest game of the year. Like, it I was, mean, that was just the way how right off the bat, and it was that it full was, court press. Yeah, just, Armada hits the first shot, yep. and then you blinked, and it's like this Armada team who would be favored in – 70% of districts in Division Two yep. are down 25 six minutes into the game. Right, right. But, and that was after Crosslex basically escaped at home Yes, in the second meeting with the win. Right, yeah. And then even yeah. last year, these two teams, Armada took the lead in the third quarter against them, and then Crosslex did what they did and ended up winning by 12. But for Armada, Andrew Snezak is a, was a – very nice player this year. Next year, he's going to be one of the top guys in the area. Yes, yeah. And the other thing is he knows the guys on Crosslex. He's yep. played summer ball with them. Yep. That adds a little bit more to it. Um, the Justin Chapman has come back a little bit for Armada. He's a big guy. Both him and Nathan Chapman are good players for them. Now, where they didn't get a lot last time was their guards. Camden Kuhn uh, scored just three points. Riley Andrews was their leading scorer from the guard position with seven. Okay. So that's where Armada needs to come back. But Armada is 100% looking to spoil this celebration mm-hmm. because also Crosslex, mathematically, because for all intents and purposes they have, clinch an outright BWAC title. Right, right. So don't be shocked if you tune in and it's halftime and it's Crosslex 28, Armada 24. Right. And it's a battle. Well, and there's been a lot of games like that this year for Croslex where it's close, and then all of a sudden they'll go on an 8-0 run or a 10-0 run, and then it's just over. Oh, I talked to Dennis about this. It's like I can give you the formula for a big-time Croslex game. Yeah. It's other team makes the first couple of shots. Yep. Lance takes a timeout <laughs> oh, yes, with 4, yes. 53 left to go yep. in the first, down 7-3, to three, yep. get some going, yep. and – They'll battle for a little bit. At the end of the first, it will be other team 12, Crosslex 10. By halftime, it's Crosslex 27, other team 24. The other team makes a little run out of the gate, and then Crosslex goes on a huge run, and by the end of the game, it's 64 to 49. It's it's absolutely correct, especially especially the right off the bat. The other yes. team knocks down a couple shots. I don't know how many times I've seen that, but every single time it happens, you're never like, Oh man, Croslex could lose this one. I mean, it's always they like they down eighteen to Reese, and that was the first yeah, time. Yeah, that one was surprising yeah, that they came then, back from that. And one. then they just 
then they yeah. then they won by 18. Yeah. But like against Richmond, they did it and it was 20 to 9 and I'm like eh. and then boom, blink, seven straight points, Sage Slanic, 11 straight, 20 to 20. It's like there you go. Right. It's right. it's kind of what you expect. But then they'll also do it against like earlier this year against Yale at home. They Yale hit a couple shots early, and you know Yale was up on them. And the other teams all excited. I mean, yeah, you saw it with MLA City. Yeah. Yep. MLA City is what up at the half. Yep. gets an and one to start the third, and then bomb yeah. dropped yep. down uh, thirty at yeah, I, at the end I, of right. the game. I think at one stretch, um, Crosslex rattled off like twenty three straight points or something right. like and that. And it's just they're not they're not rattled by anything. No, like, they've been in this situation before. Now, I will say the Reese one, that's probably on the, the far end of the spectrum where it's like, okay, we've never been down this bad before. I think like this one, before that, the last time they had been down 18 was Lance's second year when they lost in a regional to Pontiac High. Okay. So it had been that long. Yeah. But even then it was like, I went, oh, no. Yeah. I'm watching this this giant come down. And then right. He went, uh-uh. Right. Nope. Well, and that was, that was so – that was – Kind of early, and that was mid-January. That was Martin Luther King, right? Day. So, and that was you know the team was undefeated. They were playing well, but I think that was the game where they realized, hey, we can. We're human. Yeah. Well, we're not only are we human, but we can be as good as we were last year. Like we just came back and beat Reese. Like we are just oh. as good as we were last year if we want to be. I said it's the best film for a coach ever because in one film you can go. All right, you don't want to do what we work on, do all this. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. You're getting boat raced. Right. Oh, you're doing what we want to. You're just putting Reese in a cannon and right. shooting them out. Like, And that's a Reese team that I think has lost four games now. It's well, like 15 and, and four. All, all's, all's they've done since that game is put up 80 points a game. Yeah. And just like they're, they're one of the greatest teams in the thumb right now. And, you know, that, that's a huge win for Croslex. I mean, Reese, Reese is undefeated in the Greater Thumb West, I'm pretty sure. I Yeah, undefeated in the Greater Thumb West. And they're kind of in the same boat as the Kingston girls where they play a lot of tough non-conference yeah. teams. So, yeah. I mean, they're, those non-conference losses. Here was that Reese game. Reese was up 22-6 to six after one. It was 34-28 at halftime. Final score, 67-51 cross legs. They scored 22 in the second, 22 in the third, 17 in the fourth. They went from down 18 in the second quarter to emptying their benches at the end of the game. Well, and it's it's so weird because you mentioned 22-6, to six, and it's with cross legs, it seems like, especially this year, it's been the defense that's carried them. You know, they don't have that offensive firepower that they had last year. Obviously, they're very great on offense this year, but they lean on that defense. So you get down 22 to 6, it's like, okay, what do we lean on now? Like we Reese is handling our defense. Like this is this is what we do. We play defense and Reese isn't bothered by it. So I mean, and then be, they were bothered. By and it. then they were bothered by it and then the Crosslex offense just erupts. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a huge win and just such a huge win for the trajectory trajectory of this season yeah so all right so brady is in crosslex uh, tonight for crosslex armada boys basketball that were you going or? i will also be there all yep. right so mike will be there yep. as so well if you bump into them i'd talk to mike over brady <laughs> but that's just a personal thing for yeah. me yeah uh, I'm, I'm hitting up in the rafters yeah yeah uh, it's a great view too up there it is a good spot yeah, yeah. Yep. uh and i'll be at hockey tonight suburban 7 30 puck drop marysville and anchor bay should be a really good 
playoff uh, hockey game. So excited about that. Mike, thanks for making the drive in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, feels like uh, we, we need to do this a little more often. Oh, I, yeah. We, o- we only scratched the surface of what's going we'll on get, up in Santa Lake County not, this if year. If nothing else, we'll get you before spring sports. That would be great. Because we have a yeah. little bit of a break yeah. in there. Yeah. Before, except for the crazy coaches that want to play on, like, March <laughs> right. 19th. Well, and we got <laughs> not, not this weekend, but next weekend we'll have individual state wrestling finals. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we got some great wrestlers up in Santa Lake County. Um Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we're talking about a Sandusky some playoff runs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. or a Crosslex yeah. quarterfinal, which right. would be right there at SC4, which Oof. would be way better than yeah. going to East. Well, and <laughs> Crosslex has played, what, three or four games at SC4 over the past couple of years? I mean, that, that, that's a home game for them, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, uh, we're going we're gonna to break it up because uh, if I don't, you guys will go for another three and a half <laughs> that's hours. That's fair. And i got places to be. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, Thanks for coming, and everybody have a great weekend. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.